One of the most important parts of your worship services is your screen. Think about it. Everyone in your congregation looks to your screen for song lyrics, sermon notes, announcements, and scripture. It's a big deal. To keep your screens looking their very best, look no further than Church Motion Graphics. CMG has all of the eye-catching worship backgrounds, sermon and announcement slides, countdown videos, and more to bring your screens to life. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com now to find your next great look. Welcome back to the Technology in Worship podcast, where we talk everything technology. And by we, I mean myself, Benji Satorius, and my good buddy, Eric Coleman. Benji, you just did the intro to our podcast. I did. I let you just keep going because I was like, this might be the only chance that I get. (laughs) I think I did it. I think I did it one other time. You did do it one other time. But uh, you're just so good at it that uh i just let you do it wow i'm so glad (laughs) you did it (laughs) so what's uh what's going on well getting ready for some turkey day yes gonna spend some time eating some turkey taking a nap so by the time everyone hears this you're already gonna be full of turkey yeah i guess i should have prefaced that it's all good yeah we're getting uh, ready for our thanksgiving as well and all that fun stuff so um, and then over at the church, we just got our church building decorated up for Christmas. Christmas is which coming. Is coming. Yep. And we do ours, I think, in a week. Next week or maybe in two weeks we do ours. You do so. it in the evening, right? Yeah, we do like a Wednesday night. Uh, we do cookies and coffee and hot cocoa or something like that for all the volunteers. And it's we've kind of promoted it as a family takes a tree basically nice. and we've got like i don't know probably 30 trees that we put up 20 to 30 wow it's a lot of trees yeah i don't think we even yeah we don't have so, that many we probably should we have a pretty big lobby yeah so we uh we pull all those out and then a family kind of adopts a tree or a section and takes takes it uh all the way to completion and then we take them down, I don't know, like the week after Christmas or something. We don't leave them up too long. Yeah, we don't either. So it was a uh, interesting day, though. It was fun to kind of meet some new faces that I haven't met before. Good time to recruit new volunteers. Oh, yeah. Or at least plant the seed, you know. Yeah. Speaking of volunteers, as you guys have heard in previous episodes uh, about my volunteers, I am very like, I don't care how old the volunteer is as long as they can get to church where they can drive or not drive junior high, high school, get dropped off. Whatever. I don't care. Yep. As long as you can make it for the times that's required and you can do the job. Obviously you have to kind of like not have ADD too much because you're sitting for a while, depending on what position you're on. But anyways, I've got a couple of junior high or uh, sorry, high schoolers that I'm like, Hey, Let's, we, we, we wanted to get a couple more video ops, video camera operators. And so I'm like, let's have a little competition. Ooh, friendly competition. Never heard anyone. And high school boys love competition. So I said, I texted two guys and I said, hey, uh, 
the person that gets me the most volunteers by December 1st, which is in like, it was like a week and a half, two week competition thing. Uh, we'll get a $25 gift card to either Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. So, it's amazing what $25 and, uh, can get you. Like all of a sudden now, my phone is blowing up. Here's with, another one. With uh, contacts for volunteers, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I might uh, I might steal that train of thought I, from you. I believe, I don't know the, the episode off the top of my head, but we did do a training, recruiting, volunteer episode. And we talked about how we recruit and things like that. Up until this point, my go-to is usually like face-to-face interaction, typically by me, of approaching somebody. An announcement on stage or on Facebook or whatever, a slide graphic almost never works. But uh, you get a little competition with some high school boys. And now you get to, now you just, uh, you bribe them and you say, hey. (laughs) I am twenty five bucks. I am currently up to uh, I think seven or eight recruits. Um, now, obviously, we haven't brought them in and like sat down and figured out training and the the timeline and all that stuff. But it's like that's this planting is, the seed. This is seven or eight more than what I had a couple days ago. Yeah. So, and it's probably about seven or eight more than what I would have been able to pull off by myself. So I might do it uh, more often, maybe like every quarter, have a little competition with some guys and say, hey, who can who can get me the most volunteers and just keep growing that team? Because now with more people, you can either you have more backup for when people aren't available or it opens up the door to be able to do more things. Yep. Offload some work that, you know, maybe one volunteer is doing multiple things. You can offload that work across two or three people. Um, months where there's five weekends, someone usually has to double up my team. I always try to schedule them only once a month. So those weekends where there's uh, a holiday where people are out of town or a month with five weekends, someone has to, is that competition kind of campus specific or yeah, they both go to our main campus. We, I might, I might open it up to my other campus though too. It's we'll see. We're trying to get more video ops. So right now, a a weekend service has two video operators. We are looking to the possibility of having three or or hopefully four. At each service. Well, it's the same person all weekend. Yeah. So four per service. So we're we're like, well, we need more volunteers in order to do that. Make it happen. Boom. I'm like competition. seven Seven or eight deep now so which is pretty cool but I, that's that's not really what we're talking about but go ahead with your it's volunteer not, thing but with my volunteer thing i did have the exciting privilege of training a f- new front of house volunteer nice this past weekend did you teach them what a compressor is i did not do that this week okay did you start with what gain structure gain is structure that's where you start yeah. or wrapping a cable one of those two yeah this was gain structure. Nice. Uh, during rehearsal, mostly, and then around shadowing for service. Yep. But what I'm most proud of is I've had this... Also, sorry, <laughs> this is a lady volunteer okay. for front of house, which nice. is fantastic. Nice. We need more ladies in this yes. ministry. 
but the second volunteer that's really surprised me is I had this kid that was really scared of like serving. And basically I was just like there, like with him all the time, just to as simple as setting the table on stage. This guy did it himself this weekend. Nice way to go. Without me, like I used to like stand off to the side or like he'd, he'd walk backstage with me and then I'd go out. But he did it all by himself. I was so proud of him. That's awesome. It was great. Way to go. Took a little bit of time, but he got there. Some people, uh, they just need a little hand-holding, but then eventually they get it and they take off and boom. Just makes my heart happy. That's cool. But you're right. That's not the topic of the conversation today. Our topic today is how to start a podcast, how to operate a podcast in that's a podcast in a couple different areas. We're going to talk about a uh, service podcast, as in like we, tri- we trim message. out the sermon from a full message and we turn that into a podcast that people can listen to throughout the week. Uh, and then we'll probably talk about our podcast and like how we started and kind of our process through it all and just kind of just unravel all that stuff and we'll see where it goes. So at Harvest, we post only, well, we have our live stream still archived and available after the fact, Um, but then we do go back and post strictly just the sermon portion, the message. Audio? Audio and video. Okay. Um, So we iMag in our service, so then we just take that same iMag feed or I guess for whoever else that's also our broadcast streaming video feed. Yep. And then we kind of punch in the endpoint and the outpoint of that video. Let's back up a little bit. How do you, where do you get that file from? Do you pull it from your live stream feed from Boxcast, YouTube trim and cut? What do you do? So we have a hyper. Or do you st- save it locally and do it that way? Yeah, I save it locally with a hyperdeck off of our black magic video switcher. And then I just take that. I don't even know what that's literally an SSD drive, I guess. Yep. And I take that out and. So you pull the hard drive out, plug it into a laptop, MacBook pro. Yep. A little little adapter for your laptop. Yep. Yep. And then uh, we get to do some quick little edits to it. Cut the in and the out appropriately. And you use what to do your editing. I'm rocking it in Final Cut Pro for the trimming, although I used iMovie for a very long time. For a simple like trim out and maybe drop a graphic or whatever, you can get away with something pretty simple and you don't need all the bells and whistles. And I could still use iMovie today. Yeah, I just have Final Cut, so I use it. Um, But we... Probably two, probably even three, maybe four years ago at this point, recorded some sermon bumper, like I call them podcast stingers. Like an opener type Openers and closers. So then I we recorded those for each of our pastors uh, with a guy reading it and a girl reading it. So I load that in as well to my final export. So at the beginning, it's... You're listening to Harvest. And this is the audio only version 
of the podcast. The video has it as well, the audio portion. It's just showing the Harvest logo. Got it. Okay. And then it fades to black and then fades into this, yep. the message. Um. So, yeah. Then I just create an export of the file as a video. And then yep. I convert it to an MP3 as well. So then I have a video and an audio file. Yep. And then I upload those to Vimeo for the video. And we use a service called Buzzsprout, Buzzsprout for yep. our audio podcasting archive. Yep. And then type in the titles, say publish, upload the files. So you put that opener on the file within iMovie or Final Cut. You don't add that in after the fact on Buzzsprout or whatever. No, it's embedded into the yep. the file. So in 30 years when we change our vision statement <laughs> and there's a backlog of archives that say something different. Yes. I am in trouble. It's People, Probably won't be my problem. Then. Hopefully, people will realize, like, hey, we changed. This is old. Yeah, we're, I'm listening to something that was uh, 10 years old yeah. or 15 or whatever. So nice. So you do Vimeo for sermon podcast video. Video. Do you do anything on YouTube? No. Just you live stream to live YouTube. stream to YouTube, and then. So Can the, anybody go back and watch those live streams? Yeah, those on are YouTube? still on YouTube after okay. the fact. And then if you were to let's say create a promo video for Christmas, what do you do with that? Where do you put that? I would put that in Vimeo as well. Okay. So Vimeo is kind of the central hub and got not, it. Not YouTube at all. Do you um, and uh do you know the reasoning? Why you picked Vimeo versus YouTube? Is that someone else that made that call? Was that a long time ago? That was a long time ago, honestly. And we probably do need more of a YouTube presence for that kind of stuff because people are on YouTube all the time. Yeah. Um, but getting that all converted over yeah. sounds daunting. <laughs> so haven't done that yet, but... That'll, I'll make that one of my 2023 goals. There you go. And we can bring that up in our... 2023 podcast. podcast. Uh, okay. Next question is, do you save any of that, those podcasts locally or are they just Buzzsprout and Vimeo and you delete it and it's gone? So upload to Vimeo and Buzzsprout as well as our OneDrive SharePoint, cloud, SharePoint cloud thing. Yep. stuff. And then I don't hold on to a hard copy of it at that point. But it's in the cloud, so you can it's download it. It's in the cloud, it yeah. I can it. download it yep. if I need it. Got it. So I would say in a time span of if I was like sitting there pulling the hard drive out and like just going to make the podcast right away. Yep. End record, pull the drive out, get all situmigated. Situmigated. Probably five minutes getting everything kind of in order the files in the right places or whatever yep and then i create a new library on the hard drive actually each time so that when i delete it it's just gone like i don't yeah convolute my file system 
I'm probably done in 15 minutes. It's pretty good. Like, unless I know there's some sort of major edit that I have to, like, cut out of it. But most of the cases, it's 15 minutes and chop, chop, throw in the intro, throw in the outro, and export. And then I'm waiting. Do you do any, uh, do you put any titles or graphics or is that all done live in person you don't have to do that titles and graphics are done live right yep yeah got it nice using pro presenter yeah with an alpha key which is amazing yes i will talk about it for the rest of my life (laughs) yes you will that's cool i'm only bummed that i can't quite do a true alpha key with my little new mini atem atem mini pro Mm. that i got yeah. can't truly do it. So I have to go back to the Luma key way of doing things with yeah. lyrics. Yeah. Or just use ProPresenter and not use a switcher. Yes. Yes. Like live, yes. Stri- to live stream, live stream from, from, it. from yes. ProPresenter. Or record from it. Yes. Which is kind of the plan when I use it. Right. Anyway. So track. we're similar, but actually quite a bit different as well. Similar, but different. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, I'll let you talk, but I know I will tell you why I do it the way I do it versus the way you do. Yeah. It. After we, after d- you share, what, yep, how you then do we'll it. go the reasoning behind what we do. Okay. So we live stream our Sunday services only. We have a Saturday night service, but we only record it. But we we record it, but as a like a hidden video, so no one can see it. And then usually we send it out to staff and the volunteers that serve that weekend to see, is there anything that we need to change or whatever Between for Saturday and Sunday. Sunday. And then Sunday we record and live stream both services. We do not record anything locally. So if our internet went out, I guess technically we wouldn't have a service. Uh, but I mean, I could pull Saturday, trim out Saturday Hopefully we have internet on one of the two services on Sunday. Yeah. I could post that Get one. Something. Uh, we've been doing it this way for five years and haven't had a problem yet. So knock on wood. Uh, but anyways, so we live stream through BoxCast. Us too. Yep. And then that goes to our website through Church, uh, Church, Online, Church platform. Online Platform. Yep. Thank you. And YouTube and then Facebook. YouTube saves it. So that's kind of how we get our file, basically, is through YouTube. And then I will trim it in BoxCast. So service is over. I trim in and out points on BoxCast. Yeah. And then I upload that to YouTube. Directly from BoxCast. Directly from BoxCast download the mp3 version version of just for just audio and then we will um then we'll um i'll save that mp3 file onto my computer locally then we use anchor.fm for our podcast hosting stuff so it works pretty good. I'll t- just take that MP3, upload that to Anchor, and then I'm basically done with the podcast. We don't do any like opening 
things. I've thought about it. I think it would be cool. Well, technically, you could do it pretty easily if you created it and then you add it in on Anchor. On Anchor, yeah. So you can just drop in a totally separate um, file. Another file. He has like an opener or a closer. Uh, so that might be something that we'll do relatively soon. But I've thought about it. We just haven't yet. It's just something that people do, and that's kind of why I did it. That's just what people do. Yeah. You're a follower, not a leader. Yeah, they just they do it, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, this makes sense. I should probably have one of these. Or, you know, those YouTube videos where they're like, yeah. they introduce their product, and then they're like, and, and now. And then click subscribe, and, yeah. then the, the, and then the, the actual video starts. 30-second thing starts. Yeah, that's what the cool people do. Uh, so, yeah, so we then that goes to YouTube, and then all the audio podcast platforms from Anchor. Then I go into YouTube and I actually unlist all of our service videos and only show basically sermon videos. So anytime we do a promo video, anything like that, we unlist it and then we'll post just the link to that video wherever, social media or email or whatever. And so that's how people can see it, but then it doesn't clutter up our YouTube page. And then we'll have um, basically just sermons that you can see. If you actually go to the YouTube page, that's all you're going to see is sermons. sermons. Uh, so that's video-wise. If I needed the file, I can download it directly from BoxCast. I could also download it from YouTube as well. Now... In my opinion, it's not the same quality as if I saved it locally because it is getting compressed and it's through the not. through the interwebs, it's not. Yes, so through the interwebs, it's getting compressed, and if you have a little internet blip or whatever, it might get a little. Um, the resolution might change a little bit. It might drop in quality a little bit, but that's about it. We really, I mean, we haven't had really any internet problems here. Also, knock on wood, uh, it's pretty stable here. So, yeah, so that's what we do. Um, the reasoning behind why we do it the way that we, we do it is, one, it's really simple. It is. And it's really fast. And you can do it from anywhere. And I can do it from anywhere. Um, what I actually, let me go back a little bit. Our other campus, we also do a, a podcast as well from there, sermon only podcast. So, uh, we use pro presenter to live stream from there. It goes to YouTube only. And then church online platform looks at YouTube for the video. So we can go, they can go to our website and watch it there or to YouTube. And then I do the trim and cut feature from YouTube and trim out just the sermon, post that. I'll actually download that file. You can drag a video file into Anchor and it will upload. You can say upload audio only. At our other campus, what we do is uh, we only go to YouTube for our live stream. We live stream through ProPresenter. That sends it to YouTube. And then with Church Online Platform, that looks at YouTube for the video. From there, what I'll do after the service is over, typically I actually do podcasts on Mondays. 
some people do it on Sundays. Some people do it whenever. I usually do it on Monday mornings. That's kind of like the first thing I do on Mondays. Uh, so I'll come in. I'll go to the YouTube. Tr use the trim cut feature for the video. Trim out just the sermon. And then hit publish or save or whatever it is. Let that process. And then I'll come back. Download that file. As a video file. And then you can upload a video file into Anchor. And then it will say, do you want to publish just the audio? And I'll say, yes. yes. And then it will do just the audio. That's a newer feature that I just found out. Yeah, that's it, cool. It might have been there a long time, but I just recently found out, actually by accident. So what I was doing was downloading it from YouTube, opening it up in QuickTime, exporting audio only, uploading to Anchor. And I found this out by accident because I thought I had gone Done through that, that process. I actually grabbed the MP4 video file, dropped it into Anchor, thinking it was the MP3 file. And it yeah. said, this is a video file. Do you want to upload just audio? I'm like, yes. well, yes. <laughs> I and I just took another step out of my Monday morning that yeah. I don't have to do anymore. So that's how I do the other campus podcast. And then... YouTube is basically the same way, same thing as the Manuka campus. We only post the sermons. Uh, the reasoning why we do that process, I don't really know, actually. Yeah, you kind of just you, you pick a method. And <laughs> I you picked stick a method and went with it. Um, we have fine tuned it over the last couple of months of really wanting to clean up the YouTube page and all that. So, um, I think that the process that I do for posting a video sermon and a audio portion of the service of the sermon only for two campuses, I feel like my, my method is pretty quick and it, easy. It is, yeah. I also don't add any graphics because we actually do that all through ProPresenter or through our video switcher all live. live well. So I don't have to drop in titles. And it's just pretty quick. Like I can get... I can get the sermons done for both campuses in probably less than 20 minutes, both campuses done. Downloaded, trimmed, exported, uploaded, all that stuff. Um, the other thing is we used to post, well, we always post. We used to not unlist our services on our YouTube page. And we always live stream both Sunday services. And it just got to be like really crowded. Well, when you have three services in a weekend, then that's three videos every Plus time. the sermon only video. Yeah. So every weekend we're posting three to four videos, not including like announce, um, promo videos and things like that. And it got to be pretty difficult for people to find stuff. And it was just cluttered and they're like, well, do I want to watch this video or that video? So that's the reasoning why we basically unlist everything except the sermon-only videos. So, but I feel like for multi-campus, multi-platform... Got to be quick. What we do is Can't be. Rel relatively quick. And I mean, if we wanted to add the audio, like an opener audio thing through Anchor, that is... That takes another like three seconds of my time to do it. Yeah. 
So it's really quick and simple. Now, if we wanted to add that for the video, then I'd probably have to download it. I would use Premiere because that's what we use here is Premiere. Put that in the front end or the closer and then I'd export it. That obviously would take a lot more time. But yeah, I don't know if we'd ever do like a video opener. If we do, we'd probably do it live. And we usually do and like- And you would just what, cut it from there. Yeah. And we do, a lot of times we'll do a series bumper video, which is like a 35, 30 to 45 second video opener. That would basically be our opener if we wanted to do an opener. You could so, potentially do something like uh, two live videos playing simultaneously, one for the yeah. room and one for online. That yeah. would be slightly different as well. We could. Just saying. Just saying. We, so, kind, we kind of do that for our opener. For your opener, service. opener. Yeah. We have looping graphics in service and then a video that kicks off live online online only, which is pretty cool when it works. So you mentioned it earlier, but the reason I, well, there's, I guess, two reasons that I do the method I do is because the higher quality file that I get directly off of the drive, right? I have definitely noticed louder audio on my drive versus boxcast compression by the way boxcast if you're listening your audio encoder device i mean your encoder device for live streaming that processes your audio it sucks it's not the best it's pretty quiet compared to everybody else yeah not gonna lie so that's so one fix reason. that and then the other reason is because i am already gonna add in the bumper stinger things. Yeah. I feel like I kind of need a hard file to do that. Like yep. they don't make that possible with yep. their quick edits. Yep. So, and it's just more polished. It is. That's part of the reason why we, I would want to do like a little opener thingy. Yeah. I it's feel like nice. it, it's more than just, I just grabbed a sermon from a service and uploaded it. It's yeah. to me, it's like a little extra extra it's a love. little extra flavor yeah so that's how we've been getting our sermon podcasts kind of completed and that's also kind of what inspired this podcast a little bit to make it happen i mean not necessarily the content of this podcast <laughs> that's been inspired by years of work and our friendship over the years yes a love for the technology and the people behind it yes so what are we doing? Like you kind of set up the back end for this podcast. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just kind of just talk about this podcast yeah. that people are listening to right so, now? Like what's our process? Like, like right now. Yes. Our process right now. For so, this podcast. Uh, yeah. So we've been doing this podcast for a year. Almost a year. Right around this there. This was a 2022 yeah. thing. So... I don't know exactly why, like the thought process of like, let's do this. It's kind of been on, the, it was in the back of my mind for quite a while. Uh, the women's ministry here at Mission, they have a podcast and they've been going for a few years. So a little bit longer than what we've been going. And I'm like, I could probably do something like that. I need somebody that could co-host with me but i didn't really say anything i was just like just kind of processing in the back of my head i'm like i am not the smartest guy in the room but i i know a fair 
fair amount of stuff. Like I've been doing this for a long time and I'm like, I want to be able to help other, other people. Churches. Yeah. Other, other people and other churches um, from stuff that I've messed up that I've learned from or stuff that I've just learned on my own and stuff that I've learned from other people. So I'm like, it'd be really cool if I had a podcast and I could like share my knowledge with people and hopefully like I grow and I also help other people grow. And then I think you like randomly texted me. I believe I did. And you're like, let's start a podcast. Hey, we should start a podcast. And I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like, I was just thinking about that. You're like, (laughs) I'm so down. Let's do it. I'm like, let's do it. And I think it was like, Two weeks later, it was relatively quick. Uh, I'm like, all right, let's do it. And we recorded the first episode and we've been going ever since. Let's talk about, yeah, like the, the setup, all that stuff. We're going to go into everything that we've got here. So we use anchor.fm and I chose that platform because we use it for church. Right. We also use it for the women's ministry podcast here as well. And so it's just a platform that I just know. And it's free. And it's free, which is also really good. Free. As in F-R-E-E. Free. Yes, free. And I'm like, well, this is great. That's a great platform to start. Like, I don't want to really put money into this, at least like initially, because who knows like how it's going to go or work or not work. If people are going to listen or not listen. Who knows? So, yeah. So that's what we use, which from there, it automatically goes out to iTunes, Spotify, and Yeah, we just had to link all the accounts together. And And so that's what we use for hosting, uploading, and all that stuff. Now, you can actually record directly to Anchor. Like, they're every month or so, they're like, adding new features, which is pretty cool. And they have Um, a mobile app too. They do. Which helps you do that right from your phone. Yes. So that's our hosting section. Our recording portion, so what we're doing right now as we speak, we uh, use a couple microphones on a round table that are on a boom arm thingy with a pop filter and all that fun stuff. I'm using a uh, Shure SMB microphone. And I'm on a SEV7 or SE7, right? What's yes. this thing called? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It's what was here. <laughs> Benji gets a fancy <laughs> microphone and I get to use what's at the table. Uh, Eric is on a SEV7X wired microphone. Oh, the X. Yes, the X. Um, which they sound to me, they sound pretty good. You know, I have one of these, except not the X model. Yeah. In my like, I've actually also used repertoire. it. Uh, I've used it live for vocals uh, during a service. It sounded pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Um, but that's so microphone wise, that's what we're on. Um, what we record on is we use a Mac Pro, the IKEA trash can looking guy. This was leftover from... Oh, yeah. From a previous episode, previous episode I said yeah. that uh, I had a leftover Mac Pro sitting around. <laughs> so that's what we use that. And we use Pro Tools to record. We just basically hit record. We do our little spiel. And then we add some processing with some Wave plugins. 
noise reductions, EQs, compressors, things like that. And then we bounce that mix out and then we upload it to Anchor. So after we record the episode using Pro Tools. You use, sometimes you edit though, and you use Final Cut. Logic. Logic, sorry. Yeah, so when I edit, you could probably tell an auditorial difference. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's using uh, Logic Pro on a MacBook. But yeah, Benji and I try to share that responsibility between the two of us. Yep. So this week, I'll be editing this one. Oh. Because Benji has edited, I think, two in a row now. Something so I, I don't need remember. to. We're not necessarily keeping track, but we try to offset. Yes. Um, so yeah. And then we post it into Anchor. Yep. Either splitting it up if we have like an ad running or. Yeah. So actually, those- yeah, what I do. So if we have an ad, we, I will actually export three sections from Pro Tools. So I'll do like the intro section, a middle section, and an ending section. And then where those two breaks are basically is where we would drop a ad in. So I don't know if you do the same thing or if you actually put the ad in the actual exported file. I put it in the file. Got it. Usually. Or just at the tail end and at the front of it. Yep. But that brings up an interesting topic. Okay. You know, if you're a listener and you're like, man, I would like some ad recognition. Yeah. Feel free to contact us. Yep. And we would love to make you a commercial to add it on yeah, to we this would, podcast. Uh, we would love to help you guys out. You help us out and everybody wins. But yeah, we've been running some uh, church motion graphics yeah, ads. The CMG team has partnered with us and uh, we're super thankful for them. It's so. super great. We love and them. Their stuff is amazing. Amazing. And I just went through and switched everything over to their Christmas package for our graphics. And once again, they're crushing it. Every month when their little package releases, I'm like, what is it? What is it? And I look at it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're just including so many great things now, like the slides, the lower thirds. Yeah, we use, uh, obviously we use the backgrounds for their worship, for the worship songs. Uh, we also use a lot of their templates, like their lower third templates. Um, Welcome to church, welcome to church online, something like that. The giving slide. We also use that as we also grab the full screen template graphic as well. Yep. So it's just like everything kind of just starts to look similar. So your worship background start to look the same as your giving slide and your, if you're new, visit us slide check check us out on social media slide like everything just starts to like kind of come together cohesively and like when you think about it, it's like it's not that big of a deal but after a while like people actually do notice that stuff and it does make a difference so it's it's pretty sweet what they do there and then yeah we can schedule it using anchor as well we didn't really talk about that but you actually yeah. can say publish now or you can say publish in at a later date and yeah, time if you wanted time. to. Yep. And then you put your show notes in, episode numbers, season numbers, all that stuff. And artwork. I haven't tracked how long it takes for it to be like out on the internet, but like it's pretty seems quick. like when we upload it, it gets there yeah. real fast. So So it's it's relatively quick. I would say if I were to post a podcast like 
now, not like a future date or time, I would say it would hit Spotify, I would say probably within an hour, hour and a half, it's posted. Yeah. It's relatively quick. And then like if you needed to update show notes or title, change any of that stuff, you can change it in Anchor. You hit save or update or something like that. And that's even a little faster because it's not actually like sending the audio out again and, and all that. So it's uh, pretty cool. Well, thanks for listening to the Technology and Worship podcast. Yes. Where we literally just made a podcast about, about making podcasting. podcasts. <laughs> we hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And uh, we will see you next Monday. Later. Bye. Wouldn't it be great if you could just snap your fingers and immediately you'd get people more involved at your church? Picture it. People would press in during worship. They'd be fully focused during your sermons and they would be excited to hear announcements. This is the wish of many churches because we all know the struggles of getting the attention of our community. That's where our friends at Church Motion Graphics can help. CMG equips churches with a large library of eye-catching graphics for worship, sermons, announcements, and more that will help you get attention and move your community forward in their faith. With just a few clicks, your church can start looking great, reaching more people and getting more involvement than ever. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com today.